0: to the 24-7 Sports College Football Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson and Barton Simmons. The ultimate insider's guide from signing day to the national championship game and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the 24-7 Sports College Football Podcast.
1: Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Hope that you are doing well. Uh, As we sit here on Tuesday the 26th, it's Boxing Day.
2: To uh, to all
1: you you, fans of uh, football overseas, woke up to a a full slate of English Premier League action today. But we are going to be looking at the football, college football style um, here in America for the bowl games. It is the greatest treat because the Christmas season, yes, does extend all the way through the first week of January. Um, And gentlemen, uh, I hope you are doing well. I hope everyone has enjoyed their last couple of days with friends and family. How are we
0: feeling?
2: Confused as to why Boxing Day features soccer and not, you know,
0: boxing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can we get a ruling on that, Chip? You, you 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 strike me as a soccer guy. You you got surely you know the the background of that. Boxing Day, as
1: a tradition, uh, actually started from uh, two things happened. The the churches would use it as a as a chance to uh, get collections for the poor, and then also the servants. In some of the, like it is like 1600s, I think, or something like that. Uh, and so this would be the day that after the Christmas feast had concluded, um, the servants would leave the, the grand estates to go back with their families with boxes of leftovers and gifts uh, from, from the heads of the households.
0: A little history lesson on the pod. I yeah. knew you wouldn't let us
2: down. I knew you would know that, Chip. <laughs> so it, I'm actually caught off guard that you knew that.
1: Well, so it being a, a big thing for soccer is actually more tied to it just being a, a, an English holiday in general. Right. So, um, yeah. So that's like you know New Year's Day. We've got the Rose Bowl and the Sugar
2: Bowl. I learned something this Boxing Day. Yeah, there we go. Um,
1: All right, so we are not totally brought up to speed because in our last podcast, uh, we also included our Utah, West Virginia, Northern Illinois, Duke, and UCLA, Kansas State. Those games have not taken place as we sit here. So just uh, some highlights from the last podcast. Uh, I think the big one, uh, big takeaway that um, we were all taken aback by um was the first of all like i was wrong in my pick the under did not go through but like san diego state army had to have been one of the best bowl games so far of the bowl season right guys
2: yes army ran i think 12 plays the entire game and san diego state never figured out how to stop any of them
1: but they ran those 12 plays 91 times yeah Army had a ninety one play count, and then of course, uh, as you've probably seen, after they score what could be the game tying touchdown with eighteen seconds left, they go for two uh Barton your uh, I know it was only one star pick for you your under pick did not go through, but Tom and I also lost that one on San Diego State minus six uh but that was a that was a game where i was I was just I was very comfortable because the game was so good, just taking the l on that one
0: well. And, and that that might have been a, a, a pleasing to the eye loss to take, but uh, the the one that really was brutal to me was one one that you guys both won on, I believe, was that Birmingham Bowl, Texas Tech, South Florida, <laughs> y'all hit on the over on like a, you know, game winning touchdown <laughs> with eighteen seconds left, which which blasted my Texas Tech play. So we were at odds there. That was a tough one to swallow. I liked my Texas Tech play throughout the game, but Quentin Flowers was just too much for me. So also that dumb. your
1: Fight Club, uh, Shane Morris. <laughs> you don't know where I've been.
0: I I can't say that I ever felt super confident on my Fight Club play. Um, so, but man, Josh Allen like that. Where was that Josh Allen all year? I know. They. Well, uh, I guess where was the supporting cast all year?
1: Uh, Lock Unity took a W. App State plus seven with a dominant shutout win uh, of Toledo. So we all cashed that one for varying point values. Tom, uh, you're plus five, minus five system. So like you lost on Houston-Fresno under, lost on San Diego State, but win on the UAB Ohio under, win on the over in the Birmingham Bowl that we just mentioned, win on App State. It's just a lot of points flying around on your card
2: yeah it's it's a volatile play but (laughs) it was right it works well
1: um any anything else uh barton from your card i guess you and i cashed fresno state i was very happy about that one that was kind of a wild game
0: yeah i felt that one i felt pretty good about um i couldn't believe App, app state just put a goose egg on toledo i mean i i you know, I, I was even nervous making that App State play, even though we had lock unity. And for them to thirty-four nothing, those guys was was pretty impressive. Um, but uh, but no, and, and today, as we're recording on the twenty-sixth, there are several bowls or three bowl games today. One of which, UCLA Kansas State. We have since learned that Josh Rosen is not playing. I kind of regretted playing UCLA, even at the time of the our pod and now i really regret playing ucla so if while i'm on the ledger as playing ucla i would uh anybody catching this this uh this pod before the game i, I would i would play kansas state now uh, I'm, I'm still
2: fine with my ucla yeah pick. If you guys does, want to give me six and a half points that's even better i think <laughs> what did we picked it at two and a half last week two yeah yeah
1: yeah, UCLA plus two for Barton. UCLA how plus you, two Tom. How for are Tom. you? How
0: are you still confident on UCLA? Because I, I even, even like even having known Josh Rosen was going to play, I got off that pod being like, ah, I don't know. That was like this still feels like Kansas State just just runs wild on them and and plays a more physical brand of football.
2: No, it's it's still totally possible. The one thing I looked at is just that. Josh Rosen has missed plenty of time already this year, so at least it's Devin Monster's going in there with plenty of experience. And they were practicing with the possibility that Rosen would be able to play, so he's been practicing with the team the last few weeks with the starters. And I just, it just for me, it comes down to UCLA so much more talented than Kansas State, and then I. Th- state because everybody wants to know what the hell bill snyder is going to be doing so i think that plays a role and then i just it's a partial fade the public too because now especially now that rosen is out everybody's on kansas state so sure. Sure. i think if you ha- if you if the game hasn't started yet and you're thinking of making a play on that game i would wait as long as possible until it's close to kickoff to see how many points you might be able to get with ucla because if it gets over a touchdown i, I like it a lot
1: as long as both teams are scoring touchdowns chip with the over 64 and a half will be happy wrestled with that one all right so here a uh, little bit of business before we get in this pop this Bulllocks, Bull locks three will take us through the action on december 29th that is all the games on the 29th except for usc ohio state that game will lead off bowl four which will cover the college football playoffs and the action on the 30th and the first so we're going to go through new mexico state utah state and that kicks off with the Wait, hold on. So I guess right now, by the way, Tom is the leader um, at the moment because of his, What's his tally. Be, well, when he's just swinging five pointers around all the time, uh, I think you are. So from minus one plus six. So that's uh, plus five,
2: right? Plus all the points I'll be getting today.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, um, there you go, Tom. Are you ready to get us started with Bull Locks 3? I am. Alright, lock me up.
0: We're picking locks. My blue plate special five star locks are coming.
1: Come get these locks. Five star master lock.
0: Lock it up. You want these locks? I'm 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 living and dying every every point, every cover.
2: Uh, we're going to start with the Independence Bowl, the, the walk-ons Independence Bowl in lovely Shreveport, Louisiana, between Florida State and southern Mississippi, where Florida State is a 16.5-point favorite in a game that technicalities say they shouldn't even be allowed to play in because apparently it's their fault that Delaware State didn't use enough money on their scholarships. I love how, by the way, that that would be a penalty against Florida State. But anyways, I'm taking the Noles. Minus half five points lock it up they're too damn good for southern miss southern miss is a fine conference usa team florida state has been a bad acc team or at least a mediocre acc team and a bad florida state team for what we're expecting derwin james isn't playing jimbo fisher's gone i it's shreveport so there's all these reasons to take southern mississippi because you think florida state's not going to care but do you think this team wants to end its season with a loss to southern miss i liked the way that uh I liked the way they've they've sort of shown up here in
1: the last couple games, uh, especially when it comes to these spreads.
2: Yeah, I just I don't see I see this as being a blowout. To be quite honest, so, I'm not even really all that nervous about covering the 16 and a half. I think Florida State's going to win by 21 to 24, so five points lock it up.
0: What do you think, Barton? Yeah, I actually flipped my pick. I was uh, initially I was leaning Southern Miss just because you know Florida State sort of had their feel good game against ULM. And now what the hell are they going to do to get ready for, a, you know, they, they don't care about going to Shreveport and playing Southern Miss. These are guys, a bunch of thoroughbreds that are, you know, some of them sitting out for the NFL. Some of them, um, you know, are used to the big lights and, and and big crowds. So I initially was leaning Southern Miss, but I saw reverse line movements. It got me thinking and I'm, I'm, I am on tom's side now as, as we go into the pod uh, I'm, I'm taking only a two two unit play i'm going florida state um, because i just think that yeah so kind of what what tom was thinking look they're just too good i think look that they, they've they've had issues with a good acc throughout the year uh but we've, we've seen flashes of the real florida state here down the home stretch i am i am not super confident in this though because they've they've lost their coaching staff they've you know again they had their feel-good game there'll be a little bit uh the continuity will maybe struggle a little bit so i'm i'm just going to go two points but uh but i'll stick with the knolls and and go reverse public on this one
1: lock unity uh i'm throwing three on it and i think the the key phrase here is don't overthink this um they're just they are so much better and I felt some, some solid reinforcement on the bowl selection day when before we knew about Delaware State, um, Matt Hinton, who went to Southern Miss, a uh, good buddy, former colleague, came out. And I remember his comment was something along the lines of, like, there's no amount of, like, motivation questions that can change the difference in talent between these two teams. I, I see this being a day where, like, Cam Akers could put up 220, you know, on like 14 carries or something like that. It could get could could turn into a little bit of a highlight show uh, for some of Florida State skill position players. I will say that if you wanted to get really frisky, um, maybe tag this with a little FSU minus 16 and a half and the under 49. Just you know, with the idea that uh you know Southern Miss might not be able to do anything offensively because i i sort of imagine this being like 31 to 3 is a score that seems about right for this game but uh that is not my lock my three star lock is to just don't overthink it Florida State is so much better anything under 17 you should take and feel pretty comfortable about lock it up lock it up all right you Barton uh See, we got
0: the New Air Pinstripe Bowl. New York, New York. <laughs> uh, four units. Boston College. Plus three. Is that correct?
1: Two and a half. Two and a half.
0: Plus two and a half. Um, I, I, I'm actually really excited about this game. Um, I, hope I, get a, I hope I get a chance to watch it. It's uh, this is two of the most physical teams in the country to that two teams that pride themselves on that style of football. But one team has been really consistent down the stretch and the other hasn't, uh, you know, Iowa, they go and they blow out Ohio state and then they get blown out by Wisconsin. They go get beat by Purdue and then they blow out Nebraska. Um, just, across just like you don't know who to trust or how to you know how much to trust this team whereas Boston College you look at the latter half of their season Louisville Virginia Florida State NC State Yukon Syracuse they lost one of those games that was to NC State by 3 points a game they very easily could have won I love this team with AJ Dillon he's he's you know he he may be getting all the headlines over Jonathan Taylor if 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 sort of they had started him and and, and leaned on him earlier um, I just like Boston College here to, um, you know, to to bring a little bit more consistency to the table, and they're right up the road. They're kind of in their backyard, and um, I'll I'll go with the with the Golden Eagles.
1: Um, so you've got f- four stars, five stars,
0: four stars, four four, stars. four units.
1: All right, uh, this is a five unit lock for me. Um you mentioned the NC State game that was the one where Anthony Brown their starting quarterback who had played very well to that point got injured um you know I think that if he plays that entire game then Boston College probably does win that game against the Wolfpack but then as you mentioned they rebounded dominant wins against UConn and Syracuse just riding AJ Dillon um I think Boston College is the better team just straight yeah. up uh and yeah. and if we want any extra wrinkles uh Tom you might be hitting on this too Iowa not a great bowl team, and B, one of these teams already has a win in a baseball stadium. So give Boston College the edge for the Fenway Yankee Stadium AL East sweep in 2017. I, too, am on the Eagles. I'm making it a five-star lock.
2: So you've got five on it, and Barton's got four. Right. <clears throat> that means it's going to be a huge swing in my favor because I got five points on Iowa minus two and a half.
0: Wow. wow. So, this is the first one of these we've seen,
2: I'm gonna bury you two with this game. Uh, it's for me, here's well, first of all, to go back to the bowl success chip, you didn't mention in their last nine bowl games, Boston College is actually eight, oh, and one against the spread. Oh, that just means they're due,
1: right? I was about to say, <laughs> isn't that a good news for me?
2: <laughs> no, but uh, it's for me I I feel like this game is these are two very similar teams and I feel like each team's strength offensively matches up with the other team's strength defensively like Boston College a better running team than it is a passing team. Iowa State's better defending the run than it is defending the pass. Believe it or not, Iowa's actually better throwing the ball than it is running the ball this year. They're not ex- not super explosive in the passing attack, but they're much more efficient than they have you know than their running game has been. But Boston College has been better stopping the pass than it has been stopping the run. For me, it comes down to some just some small things. I think Iowa's a bit better on special teams, and Iowa also has very strong defense in the red zone it has been the case all season and boston college's red zone offense really hasn't been it hasn't been horrible but it hasn't been a strength they've struggled in the red zone at times and i think in a game that's going to be this close in this tight i like iowa by about a field goal so if it's minus two and a half i'm going to take the hawkeyes but again these are two very similar teams but i don't quite agree with the boston college is just a better team than iowa opinion okay. of yours
0: i would uh well, one counterpoint I would make to that argument, though, Iowa is middle-of-the-roads run defense. If you talk about yards per game, average yards per carry, um, they're like in the 40s and 50s. Yards per game passing, they're, I'm just looking it up right now, they're 49th, they're also in, in pa- passing defense. And opponent passer rating, they're 10th. Opponent yards per 10th, they're 7th. Like Iowa can defend the pass, and they're, they're kind of mediocre defending the run. I, I think – like where I think Iowa has been successful this year is is when they play teams that have thrown the ball on them, tried to throw the ball on them, they've turned the ball over. Josh Jackson made a few big plays here and there. Like if, I think if if Boston College is able to play their style, which I think they'll be able to, control the football, uh, stay ahead of the chains, then I, I think that they'll – this this actually plays in their favor – because I think Iowa leans on turnovers, uh, big plays on defense, you know, sort of those those game changing type of plays. And so I think this, if this sort of just gets into a trudge it out type of game, I, I like Boston College to be able to plow it, you know, plow away sort of a two score win. Ooh, I will tell you what,
1: I agree. I think that this game is going to be uh, awesome. I've, I've thrown a lot it's behind. Be cold, I know that. It's I'm throwing a lot behind Boston College. Um, but if you know with a with a spread, this I don't know if it's going to be two scores. I do think Boston College is a better team, and this, as you mentioned, Tom, will be a big swing in uh, in in our competition. To Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, we go to cluck it up in the Foster Farms Bowl, Arizona. Uh, the Clell Tate Show, the Wildcats, a three point favorite going up against Jeff Brom and Purdue. Uh, I I waffled all over this game. I think on the expert picks I'm on Arizona. I think in the bowl pool uh I've switched this back and forth. Um I I don't love an over-under side. I wish I did, but there's uh I just I, I ended up going with Purdue. Um and I, I I'm hoping that maybe this is an anti-public play. Maybe the idea that people are gonna see Khalil Tate. They're gonna think about the yards he put up but uh, I'm going to go Purdue plus three, not super confident, two-star pick, and this is going to be a, a big spot for Jeff Brom, and I guess I'm, I'm investing uh, my my co- my confidence points, my units for the locks competition, and the idea that in his first appearance with the Boilermakers, uh, they, they come out, they've got an answer not only for uh, what they have seen on tape, but maybe even also for the counterpunch that Rich Rod certainly has been cooking up as well. So yeah, I'm uh man, give me give me Purdue to be fired up to be in, in a bowl game in the postseason and come out with a little bit of an edge and uh and probably win the game outright. Barton, Tom, either one, where are y'all at in yeah, this I, game? I'm I'm
0: I'm with you in the sense this was a hard one for me to peg because the Khalil Tate factor is just like this, this X factor that is impossible to quantify. You just don't know when he's gonna get loose. Every play you know, got potential to go eighty plus but I also went Purdue and I went Purdue for a couple reasons. And, and I, excuse me. And I went back and forth. Um, but ultimately this, this boils down to a team that Purdue plays pretty good defense. And while, when you look at their schedule, they haven't played a lot of spread teams. They're not playing a lot of read option stuff. Uh, they do defend the run really well. And I, and when you look even at their losses, they are respectable losses. They they, they keep these games close. And, and then you look at Arizona, and you have to go back to Utah. No, UTEP in week three before Arizona gave up less than 30. I take that back. They gave up 28 to Oregon State. Ooh, um, yikes but which as is, <laughs> yeah which as
1: it is is a little bit of a red flag
0: but you know uh 42 to arizona state 48 to oregon 49 to usc 37 to washington state 44 to cal 30 to ucla 40 to colorado i mean you just go down the line like this is just a defense it's so young and i think they're gonna be good in the future but they got a lot of tr- they got a lot of true freshmen playing um, I don't necessarily believe that they they sort of turn it on for the bowl game. So I think Purdue's able to find points. I trust their defense more. I'll go Purdue plus the points.
1: All right, Tom, where you at? Oh, what's uh, your wait? Hold on, uh, Barton, how many units?
0: I just want one unit.
2: All right, Tom? Tom. I love both these teams like children. So it's very hard for me to pick one side. I'm I'm with you guys. I don't have a lot of confidence either way. But unlike you guys. <clears throat> I'm on Arizona, minus three. And I think the deciding factor for me just came down to one team has Khalil Tate and the other one doesn't. And while Purdue has been good overall stopping the run, they actually have had a problem this year giving up big runs at times. And if there's anybody in the world who I don't want to be going against when I have a problem giving up the big run from time to time, it's Khalil Tate. So I feel like at some point, He's going to break free for the big play. He's going to get that 50 plus yard touchdown run. And I think that's going to be the deciding factor in this one. I expect it to be close. I expect it to be lower scoring. So I kind of like the under two, but I, 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 I'm more comfortable going Arizona minus three, one point. Wow.
1: Didn't you, didn't you say that Purdue was being disrespected by not being favored in this game?
2: Yeah, I did. Wow. But wow. listen, that's the thing. I'd yeah. You go back and forth when you're trying to figure these games out, especially like this one. Like I said, these are like my it's it's Khalil Tate versus Jeff Brom, Chip. I know these it's are your two children. Of my favorite things.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's I got, let's again this uh, and this and this is stinks because we or it's great depending on the angle that you want to take on this. At the same time as Arizona Purdue. We're going to have another one that I'm actually a little bit excited about, and certainly I'm very confident when it comes to my pick. Um, Barton, I'll let you take the lead on Texas-Missouri, but, uh, but this one, so we got Arizona-Purdue, 8.30 Eastern time on Fox, Texas-Missouri, 9 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN. That will be uh, following the Iowa-Boston College game. I mean, Wednesday is just awesome. Uh, all right, Barton, you take the lead on Missouri-Texas.
0: Uh, Yeah, this is, I think, I don't know for sure. I'll have to check the ledger. But this, I think, may be my first five-star lock. Uh, Certainly one of the few five-star locks that I've had. And I'm going five units on Mizzou. Uh, (laughs) They, look, Texas is bleeding players right now. They've got their starting All-American safety, skipping the game for the NFL draft. They've got their starting cornerback skipping the game uh, because he's suspended and going to the NFL draft in Holton Hill. They've got Connor Williams, their starting left tackle, who's missed most of the season anyways, missing for the NFL. They've got little Jordan Humphrey, one of their wide receivers, suspended. Tonil Carter, backup running back, suspended. Like. Missouri is not the team you want to go in to the game with, and and you're you're missing bodies. Like they're going to test you defensively, and for Texas to be missing two of their starting defensive backs, I, I just I think and and granted, like this this bowl season sort of got me twisted on how to play teams that are managing coaching losses or turnover. Josh Heupel I don't believe is coaching in this game correct me if I'm wrong if y'all know uh, if y'all know that but I don't think he's coaching in this game so they they've got a new offensive coordinator calling the plays but I still think while the SEC East is bad I I do believe that Missouri is good and and we've seen Terry Beckner really emerge late in the year we've we've seen the defense play better and the offense is is one of the most explosive in the country so I just think Texas, who's played a lot of close games, is going to be too thin for this matchup. I like Missouri in what's sort of a Super Bowl for them because they they would love as a little brother to the East to the to the Longhorns. I think they'd love to make a uh, make a statement here.
1: Um, you are right. You have no five star locks yet. Your four star locks that you have put on the uh, ledger this year are Florida Atlantic, obviously, which cashed and Texas Tech, uh, which did not. So your first five-star, five-unit play of the Bull Locks postseason, Missouri minus two and a half. Tom, where are you at with this one?
2: Uh, I also have a five-point lock on this game, but it's for the under 16 and a half.
1: Ooh.
2: Uh, I figure there's a lot of... I, I agree with a lot of what Barton was saying with going with Mizzou in this game because Texas is going to be without so many key players. And I think that could lead to Missouri scoring a lot of points. It's just I think that the 60.5 is a little too high because I don't know if Texas is going to score that many points. Not that Missouri's defense is good because it has been kind of problematic. It's just with Texas missing so many key players, you wonder how into this game, they're going to be considering how the players have been behaving the last few weeks to either decide to not play in the game because they're worried about going to the draft or they're getting suspended for doing stupid things. So you kind of wonder what's going on. And also there's, there's been some grumbles from the locker room, not confirmed rumors, but like the seniors and juniors, not exactly thrilled with their coach. As we see a lot in these kind of situations where, you know, a coach comes in and he starts bringing in his guys. And while he doesn't, treat the seniors or juniors poorly they're not his guys but he's not you know maybe as invested in them as he might be in the other players and i've, I've heard some rumblings about that the last week or so so i'm not sure just how excited texas is going to be to even be in this game
0: agreed
1: damn all right well i mean this is going to be uh this is oh you got texas yeah
0: nice
1: principal play tom herman is an underdog four units just Ooh. yeah, I just and like we haven't seen the spread even as these suspensions are coming out it's not like we're seeing any major swing in the way this line is going like I think it's what two and a half like I'm locking in at Texas plus two and a half, maybe it drifts up to three, but uh yeah, you know what I'm this is this is going to be a unique spot to test uh, the Tom Herman as an underdog principle. I just uh it's it's what a we've got i think we're on a streak where it's like six one and one or something um i'll yeah hook 'em let's go let's go you know uh i i mean it's it's very strange because you you look at a a team in Missouri that had both a five game losing streak and a six game winning streak in the same season. And, like, yeah, the part of that was the schedule opening up and getting to play uh, teams that were bottoming out and losing their coach, and Idaho also. But, like, they beat those teams thoroughly, like whipped them. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested to see, uh, to see if the Tom Herman as an underdog principal play holds up here. I am absolutely holding it to the fire to, uh, to see what happens. So Four and
2: one this year, by the way. Four and one? As a dog, which a, was his first loss as an underdog since he became like the head coach at Houston.
1: Okay. Here we go. See if it's going to be five and one or four and two. And there's a lot of points hanging in the balance though. uh, If Texas does win, I do think Tom, that maybe your Underwood cash as well, because that would be a, the kind of game that Texas just sort of has an answer. Drew, you know, Drew Locke just, just gets them all out of sorts, gets them all hot and bothered.
0: Yeah. I also, Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I feel like your underplay is more like you. When you're when you were pitching the under, you were sort of leaning Missouri. I feel like if the under hits, there's a better chance that, that it, it's a Texas style game. Um, you know, I think if this gets into a, a shootout, then I like Missouri. But uh, if this is a close, grinded out contest, then. Then I start to like Texas more.
2: Well, see, that's the, way, that's the thing. The way I read this game is if Texas does win, it's going to be a lower-scoring kind of sluggish game. But I think if Missouri wins, it's going to be a blowout, and I think Texas will quit at some point. So I, I think that you, you're you going to need Texas to get about 20 points to get to that 60, and if, if Missouri wins, I don't think Texas is getting to 20 points. So I, I feel safer with the under on both sides here.
1: Mm. All right. Uh, let's take it to the Military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman. Virginia and Navy. I am going to lock in at – oh, by the way, I'm two two star – oh, yeah, I'm four stars on Texas plus two and a half. I got my picks out of order. Two stars on uh, Virginia, Navy, over 55. And I'm a little bit concerned because um, this – two things – Number one, it's going to be cold in Annapolis. Uh, 28 degrees right now is the uh, what they're calling for. But I think I learned my lesson from San Diego State and Army, and I, I think that this is a game that has certainly the potential to get loosened up a little. And so... In a game that the odds makers, according to the line, are calling to be pretty close. I think that Virginia opened up as the favorite. The line has switched all the way over to Navy now being a two-point favorite. I I think that both teams have skill position players that can hit enough explosive plays for for this game to get a little fun and and get a little high scoring. So uh, taking notes on the way that Army and San Diego State played out, certainly not the way that my expectations went. I'm gonna look at Navy's crisp execution uh, on one side, and also Navy's defense, which has had a propensi- propensity to give up some big plays on the other. And I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna lock in here over 55 Virginia Navy two stars Tom.
2: Well there's good news here for you because this is kind of like a bowl game unicorn. Now there's still two ga- two days before this game is played. So, you know, there's going to be a lot more action on it in the next 48 hours, but this is one of the very rare instances where there's a lot more people betting the under than the over in a bowl game that rarely happens. So this is probably a good game to be the over on if that's the way you're going to go. But I am taking as a five-star lock Virginia plus two points. Wow. It's I know Virginia's not exactly, you know, the prettiest girl at the dance, but she's good looking enough. She's been strong enough at times. And I think that there's a lot of I think the problem for the Virginia right now is like you mentioned, they opened as the favorite and they got quickly bet to the dog. Because I think a lot of people are just kind of remembering that Virginia game against Virginia Tech because it was on the Friday night or whatever. So it was people were watching Virginia for the first time and we saw that <clears throat> they were awful in that game. So everybody thinks that Virginia's just really bad. I don't think that's the case. And this is a Navy team that in my mind is not very good. It's nowhere near as good of a Navy team as we've seen in the last few years. it's It's regressed. It's very bad on defense, and its offense has been sloppy as, as well without, you know, Keenan Reynolds around with with Zach Gaby there. The offense just isn't as crisp as it used to be. And I think people are overestimating Navy. Like we were underestimating Army against San Diego State. But Army, to me, is a much better team than Navy this year. And I don't think Navy's really going to hang at all with Virginia in this one. I, I, if you want to give me two points, thanks. I would just take Virginia on the money line if you want to make that play. Ooh. Barton?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, this is a one, one unit Navy minus a buck and a half or minus a point and a half. Like I, I got I it too. Uh, whatever you want to put it at. I'll do <laughs> Navy. One unit. I don't know. I thought about this game. That all sounds good to me, Tom. You know, like and Bronco Bronco <laughs> has plenty of experience playing option teams
2: from his days at BYU.
0: He does, but not as many as I like I actually looked back at that to see because I you know, with them being independent, I I, I assume they played Navy some. They hadn't really played them in the past five years or so. And I, I would I didn't they, not as many option teams showed up on the schedule as I, I thought I would see. Um and you know they gave up, but they gave up to, to Georgia Tech earlier this year. Thirty, I think they won the game, but they they gave up points. Anyways, I'm on Navy minus one and a half, but it's a one unit play. I don't I don't feel good about it. I don't I don't really have a feel, so uh, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fake a breakdown here. I just I don't know. I'm going one <laughs> one unit on Navy. Uh, buying
1: tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing, but there is a better way to buy. And that's of course with SeatGeek. It's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, whether you're searching for a last minute deal, planning a night out, or you need to find the perfect gift. Maybe you still need to find a gift as you're sitting here uh, during the holiday season. Nothing helps you quite like SeatGeek. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way that I've found, at least, to shop for tickets. You know, you can be anywhere, and then just with a few taps, you can be out of town, and you could quickly figure out ways uh, to be able to get those tickets. Uh, I've loved the fact that, you know, when you're I've got, for example, an ant from Las Vegas and with SeatGeek, you're able to look up uh, the Golden Knights tickets. You know, the new NHL team's playing very well at home. You're able to get those good grades where it's you're always looking for those 90s. You know, you'll be able to tell based on the sight line. And the way that SeatGeek does this is they search multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And again, those grades, you're always want them in the 90s. They allow you to know that you're getting the best seats to fit your budget. And plus, since every purchase is fully guaranteed, you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Uh, Follow our lead. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports to concerts to comedy to theater. And if you have not done this already, and many of the listeners already have, you need to jump on board because... Our listeners can get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download that SeatGeek app. Download it. Go, go ahead. Do it right now. Uh, enter promo code 24-7. Again, you just go to put the enter promo code. Once you've downloaded the app, enter promo code 24-7, and you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's promo code 24-7. It's the perfect holiday gift. Jump on that today. Tom get us going we're at the camping world bowl in orlando we got virginia tech oklahoma state uh i i like this game a lot uh the line opened up around six in favor of the cowboys has dropped to four and a half for the Hokies. where are you going to be putting your either one or five units in this game
2: uh there are two things that i gave strong consideration to five unit plays for here In the end, the one I chose, my five-star lock of the week in the Camping World Bowl, (laughs) Virginia Tech, Oklahoma State, under 63. All right. What are you thinking? It's Well, I think that it's an inflated total. 63, I think, is because they're looking at Oklahoma State and thinking, wow, that's great. But Virginia Tech's defense has been very good this year. Bud Foster's defense is very good always I and I think giving a month to prepare for them they'll be better prepared for Oklahoma State than a lot of teams would be on a shorter rest and I think Oklahoma State's defense while we talk about its offense all the time the Cowboys defense is better than it gets credit for too and the Virginia Tech offense really hasn't it's been okay it hasn't been all that explosive It, it doesn't make too many big plays it's more of a more methodical slow plotting, moving down the field, putting together a long drive kind of team. So I think that that total's too high. Plus, while it's not a wonder, it is supposed to be somewhat windy on that day in Orlando with 11, 12-mile-an-hour crosswinds, and I think that will have a somewhat of an effect on Oklahoma State. But I, I just really like the under here, and also I like Virginia Tech and the points as well.
1: But your five-unit play is going to be on the under?
2: Under 63. Okay. Barton?
0: Yeah, I I had a hard time with this one. This is another one of my least favorite games. I um, and this is my last one unit play maybe of the whole bowl season. Uh, but this is a one unit play for me. It feels like the correct play is Virginia Tech. It feels like that's what like the the pro play is here um, with Oklahoma State just having the sexy offense that the people are going to get drawn to. But I, I'm I'm the sirens of, of Oklahoma State's offense are, are calling me. And, and I'm gonna still go with Oklahoma State minus four. And I just I don't like I've had a really hard time figuring out if Virginia Tech is legit or not. Um, you know, they look good in the opening game against West Virginia. They there were times I, I, I expected them to show up against Miami. They didn't. They had a respectable showing against Clemson. Um you know they they lost to Georgia Tech late in the year. Uh, you know a ten nothing win over Virginia is is hardly like eye candy. I, I'm just I think Oklahoma State's pretty good. I think the Big Twelve is a good conference, and I think that Oklahoma State, even though they maybe didn't quite you know they had pretty pretty high expectations for this year, but I just think their their offense is going to be enough to to score some points win this game by more than four. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh with the pokes. Don't feel great about it.
1: Um I'm also a one star lock here. Here's the way I view this game. I think that if you want to take uh like motivation and non on the field factors into consideration, this greatly favors the Hokies. Uh I think that um you know there have been times this season where Oklahoma State and has you know, sometimes even in victories just really not played well. Um, you know, like they like if if you have a percentage of your your ceiling, you know, there there have been uh some games this season and there have been stretches of games this season. I would say that, you know, like the the Texas game comes to mind, the Kansas State game comes to mind. Uh there have been times where you're just like, man, this this Oklahoma State team could be so much better uh than it is right now. There's a chance that Oklahoma State doesn't show up, and I do think that Virginia Tech will be prepared. But I, I think if Oklahoma State does show up, that their offensive firepower really benefits them to end up pulling away uh, in a game where uh, there's, there's, just like, there's just not going to be enough uh, for Virginia Tech, which I think is not going to have Cam Phillips. It's star wide receiver and really probably most They're dangerous yeah. offensive threat. Uh this is a game that I see Oklahoma State winning like 48 to 31. Uh something along those lines where Virginia Tech's right there but heck maybe even Virginia Tech gets out to an early lead in this game but I'm I I'm, I'm one star thinking that if Oklahoma State does show up they are the better team and they can win this game by at least a touchdown. So I'm I'm excited to see this one man like our bowl history sometimes I like to go you know from the coaching angle I was at that Belk Bowl last year, Virginia Tech-Arkansas. That game was weird. Like, Virginia Tech showed up flat as Kyrie Irving thinks the earth is. Um, and Arkansas was up 24 nothing at halftime. And then Virginia Tech comes out of the locker room, 31-0 second half performance to win 31-24. to It was a, an absolutely bizarre uh, game with the splits between those two performances from both teams for sure. As Arkansas just slowly choked away the lead that it had developed with like really really good play in the first half. But I'm I'm curious to see in Justin Fuente's second uh, bowl appearance as the Virginia Tech head coach uh, exactly exactly how this goes. Should be uh should be a fun one. So I'm I'm going one unit uh, Oklahoma State minus four and a half. All right. Barton.
0: What game are we on? Alamo Bowl. Stand for TCU. TCU. Minus two and a half. Three units. TCU has been to this game before. They're comfortable in this game. They've even dealt with the quarterback partying too much on the Riverwalk and still showcasing the resiliency to win. Uh, I I like... TCU in games where they like this TCU is built to play a team like Stanford. Uh, they have a better defense than Stanford this year. They've got you know there's always the price love factor, but I think TCU you know when you are when they're playing when they're playing more of the pro style type of teams, they're pretty good this year. Their offensive line's good. They you know they can uh, they've got a little more ver- diverse versatile offense. Uh, you know I just think that. Stanford has been running on borrowed time this year. I, I keep on waiting for them to break through. They they just never have. Um, so I'm I'm ready to jump off the train. I'm ready to go TCU here. Uh, Bryce Love gets loose a couple times, but it won't be enough. TCU in a close one, uh, they'll win by three plus. Tom,
2: I am on the under forty nine, one point play. <laughs> I just don't have a great feel for this game and i think that with stanford's offense i don't i I don't they haven't said anything but i wouldn't be surprised if bryce love doesn't play in the game simply because they might want to let his high ankle sprain heal so i'm kind of leaning towards that possibly happening though i have no info there it's just that stanford's offense has boiled down to bryce love and chuck it deep to giant tight ends and i feel like TCU Gary Patterson that defense if you give them that much time to prepare for an offense that that simple as far as what they're trying to do to you i think Gary Patterson's going to figure out a way to take that to take those giant tight end fade passes away from you somehow so i don't think Stanford's going to have much success at all offensively i don't expect TCU to have too much success i think this is going to be a lower scoring Kind of boring game, which will be very different from that last time TCU was in the Alamo Bowl and they came back from what was it, thirty-one nothing down to Oregon to win. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I, I I had money on that game. That was that was a like one of my retirement pushes for uh for for gambling. <laughs> like that was brutal. Are you on Oregon? Yeah. I was on the I was on the losing side of that one.
2: Oh, brutal. You were celebrating at halftime. Oh, you were like, felt hell great.
0: yeah. Taking this, this money moment. I ever had.
2: You were spending the money already. Like, what am I going <laughs> to buy with this? But no, I just, yeah, I just I think this is going to be very anti what we've grown accustomed to in the Alamo Bowl, which over the years has typically been a higher scoring, a really exciting game. I think these two teams are going to go a different direction. And also, for just looking at trends, 10 of TCU's 13 games this year have gone under.
1: Good so, defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm i on TCU minus three. I'm going to make it a two-star lock. Uh, I, too, would not be surprised if, like, even if he comes out, if if it's just a light, light day of work for Bryce Love, he played so hurt uh, for, like, the last month of the season. And that was when there was still a lot on the line as they were competing for the Pac-12 championship even. Uh, I I really uh, find it hard to believe that a team that was, you know, more than happy to to rest Christian McCaffrey a year ago for the Sun Bowl – Won't take similar care of a player with pro potential like Bryce Love. Could be a big day for Jordan Scarlett. Um, And yeah, so give, give me TCU minus three in a game that I fully expect to be sweating TCU covering this spread as like, you know, TCU probably has like two turnovers in Stanford territory, but... I think that they look like the better team throughout, and they ultimately end up winning this game uh, by about a touchdown. I like that, I like that underplay uh, as well, though. Man, uh, there's a lot of skill position talent on the field there. I feel like, I feel like there, there is going to be some sweats with under 49.
2: Oh, yeah. It's, it's the, thrill of the thrill of the chase right
1: there. <laughs> right. Uh, Michigan State, Washington State, and the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl – uh, this is, uh, as we are picking this, Washington State, a one point favorite. Uh, I am going to go with the slight dog here. The Washington State in the last couple of years has had some bowl appearances where that high flying Luke Falk led offense doesn't really click. Like, I think they've got 17 points and 12 points in two different bowl appearances in the last couple of years. Washington State's defense is very good. I think that the under might be another fun play here. It's at forty six and a half. But ultimately, uh, in what was a get right season for Michigan State, uh, I think that D'Antonio finishes it with a uh, with a bowl win and a ten win season. So I'm going Michigan State plus one. I'm throwing three units on it. Uh, Tom, where you at here?
2: Uh, I'm on Wazoo plus minus one at a one point pick. Um, I, I was much more confident in this pick Before Grinch was leaving Washington State To join Ohio State staff So that has a huge effect on I think what How Washington State's defense is going to play But this is more of me fading But he's still machine.
0: coaching in the game right Is he uh, I don't know I thought he was still coaching in the game
2: Oh well then if he's still coaching in the game Let's go five
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Five points <laughs> No, it's it's uh, no, I'm I'm sticking at 1 point either way. It's it's Washington State. It's more of a fade Michigan State play than anything for me because I as I've mentioned here many times and anywhere that anybody wants to listen to me am not a believer in the slightest in this Spartans team and
1: he is coaching I, in the bowl game by the way.
2: Okay, I'm still only going to go with 1 point, but I just I'm fading Michigan State more than anything. And also Michigan State right now is getting 81% of the tickets.
1: E-
0: E. Yes, but so
2: eighty-eight percent of the tickets are on the over, so maybe the under is the right play here. I don't
0: like that. I don't like well, the that. line is moving with the public, though. So Vegas is is. Uh, they're, yeah, the they're line's all right over now. the place. The line is
2: everywhere. I mean, I've seen it. It's it's Michigan State minus one some places. It's Washington State minus one some places. It's Pickums at other places. It's all over the place.
0: Yeah, I'm on Michigan State. I got three units on Michigan state. Uh, you know, Hercules Mata Alpha out in the first half for targeting Washington state's top two receivers out. Um, they are, you know, while there's still plenty of, of, weapons there, um, this Washington state team has been inclined to not show up from time to time. There's a lot of distractions as, as Tom mentioned with Alex Grinch having, uh, you know, reportedly accepted the gig with Ohio State, though he has not leaving until after the bowl game, with Mike Leach basically having his bags packed to go to Tennessee a couple weeks ago before uh, that decision. Ultimately before Phil got Fulmer the, came in <laughs> and sniped him. Uh, so, you know, there's some like, hey, coach, what, what do you like? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I think that there's some um, – this isn't like the best time for Washington State There's this isn't like the most unified team you're going to find there. And and meanwhile, you got Michigan State who, you know, they're they're, had three wins last year and everyone was counting them out, including me. And now they're they're a win away from from 10. And I uh, I I like Michigan State here. um, And and like I said, the the line has moved heavily, but it's uh, it's on the side of the public, which is the side I'm going on. I'm going Michigan State three units.
2: All right. Uh one, one last thing to consider. Yes. Is <clears throat> we've seen in the past whether it's, you know, with, with the kind of defense Michigan State plays, you know, it's very Pat Narduzzi runs it at Pitt, and we saw what happened with Pitt against Oklahoma State against an air raid type offense. This cover three that Michigan State basically lives in most of the time has shown a propensity to be torn apart by some air raid teams in the past. So that's another reason why I'm slightly leading Washington State's way.
1: Mm. All right, uh, Tom, take us to the boat bowl.
2: Oh man, uh, classic Southern style. Are you ready modern, for it? Modern,
1: modern Southern style.
2: Whatever. It's it's Southern and it's style. Yeah. I'm I'm taking A and M, plus the three points, but only one pointer. Uh, I just, I feel like principle wise, I'm taking an SEC team over Wake Forest every time.
0: It's Tag. just that.
2: No, sorry, but it's just that like, you know, with with the coaching change and everything there and all that other stuff going on, it's hard for me to be super confident in it because you don't really know what's going to happen here. But I, I feel like if I'm getting Texas A&M plus three points against Wake Forest, I can't not take it. It's just I don't feel great about it. So it's only one point.
0: Yeah. See, your mentality is exactly why I'm on Wake Forest. They. Like no one can believe that Wake Forest is good. It's hard to believe. It's hard to come to grips with that. But this is not just an overachieving Wake Forest team. This is a good Wake Forest team. And if you watch their bowl announcements video, like you would have thought they just got selected to play in the playoffs. Like they got that Belk Bowl news, and that place was going crazy. These guys are pumped to be in this game. I like Wake Forest minus the points give me a five-star lock on this one five units lock me up give me the Deeks.
1: all right um you are right you are absolutely right wake forest is the better team here wake forest has played good football this season and uh and i i think that they have achieved so much more than anyone expected i mean they it is super granular but uh they identified the, like, like... You know how no one really always knows the details of, like, the bowl selection from conference to conference? Mm-hmm. Like, Wake Forest... Yeah, Wake Forest coaches are like, we want a Tier 1 bowl. And even their fans are like, what the hell is a Tier yeah. 1 bowl? But it actually is in, like, the details of the ACC bowl selection structure where the Belk Bowl, being an ACC-SEC matchup, being in Charlotte, uh, it is one of the top tier bowls like the Camping World Bowl in Orlando is another one that's a tier one bowl and so for Wake Forest you know they viewed being able to get out of uh the military bowl sort of realm where they were last year where they beat Navy to be able to jump up into that is a is a program defining moment Wake Forest is the better team but that is not my lock in this game my lock in this game is is with a Wake Forest defense that even after losing Mike Elko has been really, really good this year. Uh, A Texas Texas A&M team that has been wandering at times. So I am going three units on Wake Forest, Texas A&M, under 66. I think they saw a lot of the, the high scoring, some of the John Walford getting loose that we saw through the year, but... Uh, If if Wake Forest has its way, they dominate this game on defense. Uh, They they run the ball. They're efficient, and they get out of here with like a 28 to 17 type win. And so uh, I think think that that's in the cards. So I'll go under 66, and I'm locking it in, locking it in at three units. All right. I
0: like that underplay too.
1: Um, All right. Let's go out into El Paso. When everybody has crept back across the uh, the line from Juarez, we are going to be on CBS. We will have uh, our CBS team there on the call. NC State and Arizona State. Arizona State wandering without coaches. NC State retaining Dave Doran after brief flirtations with Tennessee. I, I'm a little bit confused or nervous and maybe uh, – Maybe there's some public info that that you guys might have here, but NC State minus six and a half. I'm taking the Wolfpack to win this game by touchdown uh, just in terms of like bowl prep and, you know, bowl performance. this same NC State team almost with the exact same personnel uh, did a did a great job just handily beating Vandy in their get bowl game a year ago. Bradley Chubb is expected to play, though I wouldn't be surprised if he gets pulled off the field at some point in the second half. And I, uh, I, I think that we see NC State's skill position talent really light up Arizona State's defense for some explosive plays. Like I'm almost a little nervous that this line is under a touchdown, but I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going four units on the pack, homer play, NC State minus six and a half. Barton,
0: Bernelli
2: uh, Chip, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. You're wrong. I'm I'm Five the points. Th- Arizona State plus six and a half. Wow.
0: Five points. Arizona State six and a half. I'm wow. with you. Right. Yeah. You go first, Tom.
2: Uh, I just honestly, I it's. <laughs> It's hard to explain. I think Herm Edwards is just gonna fire this team up with a pregame speech chip. That's all there is to it. Dave Dorner can't compete with that. No, I just I think that NC State's probably a more talented team, but I think, you know, going to El Paso, it's not exactly the most thrilling trip. And I've seen ACC teams struggle in this game quite a bit. Of course, I've also seen the Pac Twelve team struggle. So that's not really I just I like Arizona State in this game. I don't know why. It's not really, I don't really have a terrific explanation for it as much as it's just kind of a gut feel for me because I feel like everybody's going to be picking NC State in this game because of the Herm Edwards situation at Arizona State where we're all making fun of it and it's becoming a joke and that kind of thing. And I would honestly, my advice would be to wait as long as possible, see how big this spread gets, and then take Arizona State. But since we're picking it at six and a half, I'm going to take it at six and a half for now.
0: All right, I'll tell you why you should feel good about this, Tom. I'm also five units, Arizona State. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. So the reason I like this play is for people think about, like, this Herm Edwards situation, and it's a mess, and I, I, and I acknowledge that, but what people are forgetting is Todd Graham's still coaching through this game. Like, he didn't want – like, he could have left. They fired him. He could have backed away. And he's coaching in this game. Bill Bennett, his defensive coordinator, still coaching in this game. Um, those guys are going to be. I think it's going to be a unique situation with them. They're they're going to have they're sort of rally the troops around them. That you know a lot of people. No one really wanted Todd Graham to be fired. The only person who really wanted Todd Graham fired was the athletic director. And so I think there will be a. A rallying effect I think these guys are going to play loose I think the coaches are going to coach loose and so they're going to have fun as Tom mentioned this is an NC State team with a lot of NFL players on it, and you think they're excited to get to El Paso for this game Bradley Chubb I don't is, is like I don't even know if they've verified that he's even playing um, I think this is a game in, in motivation spots this is a motivation spot I got Arizona state plus the six and a half five units they win the game.
1: this is gonna be what the come on wolf pack come on wolf pack <laughs> let's go this is the it hinges here um all right, Tom take us to uh to your boy wait no, no hold on who between Tom or Barton gets to go first when it comes to uh potential n f l first rounder Clayton <laughs> Thorson. <laughs>
2: Yeah, why is Clayton staying in school? He's a first-round pick. Don't give up on my boy
0: yet. This, <laughs> is, this is his moment here. Here comes Clayton. You- I, I put five units on this play without looking at the line on my guy, Clayton Thorson. <laughs> this is wow. where – this is. but I looked at the line. It was a little bigger than I thought, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock it down to four units. So there's a four-unit play on Northwestern minus – where are we at? Seven and a half? Seven and yeah. a half. All right, so Northwestern minus seven and a half. You know, Kentucky's – I still have some flashbacks to early in the season when Northwestern wasn't very good. And and really the, the thing that was disappointing more than anything was their defense. Well, I think their defense has gotten things figured out, and that's allowed their offense to get things figured out. And I think Kentucky doesn't do much well except for they've got a really good running back and they got a decent defense. But they don't do anything great. And – I think Northwestern, this is one of those games, I think, where a better team comes into the year or comes into the bowl season with a chance to make a statement heading into the following season. I think Northwestern makes the statement. Uh, I like the the Wildcats here. Four Mm -hmm. units.
1: Tom?
2: I am on Kentucky plus seven and a half, five units. Oh, man. I, sorry, do not have
0: nearly the
2: kind of faith that you have in your boy. This is, I mean, we talk, you know, Kentucky's defense is its strength, obviously. Its offense isn't exactly something explosive that you want to write home about. But Northwestern's offense is no better than Kentucky's. This is a Northwestern team that, you know, using the S&P Plus, it ranks, it's, it's 75th in the country running the ball and it's 50th passing the ball, which isn't awful, but it's slightly above average passing and it's exactly average running and it's going against an above average defense. So if you're giving me a touchdown and a hook and you just look at the history of how the big Ten typically does against the sec in bowl games, Give me Kentucky plus seven and a half. And I feel really good about it. I also like the under, but I feel much that hook is what's bringing me into Kentucky and selling me there five points.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. Hook gave me uh, the confidence. I'm going to put three units on this one. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. It's uh, where the Kentucky Invitational is held early March every single year. The Kentucky fans they are going to be hyped. They know exactly the hotels to stay at, the places to pregame. Um, I think the Big Blue Nation shows up big time. I think the the team is hyped up, and I think that defense uh, helps keep Kentucky in this game and give them a shot to, to maybe even tie or win it at the end. But, uh, but in general, uh, definitely liking the low scores here. So I'm going Kentucky plus 7.5. You guys, are, you guys seven convinced and a half. me.
0: I'm already, I'm already feeling I'm, I'm going to keep my pick just because I don't want to be a flip-flopper. But I, this is being in Nashville. Uh, that, I like that, that train of thought. Um, I don't feel great about Northwest. I'm sticking with four, but I, I like y'all's train of thought. I think, this is a, I think there's a real opportunity for Kentucky to, to, to win this game.
1: All right, we're going to be on the mothership. CBS Sports Network, the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl, New Mexico State against Utah State.
2: <laughs> the game everybody's been waiting for.
1: Um, let's see. Uh, Tom. You have been known at times to be a big New Mexico state fan this year. Oh yeah. So what's your pick here as the Aggies are uh, favored by 4?
2: I am rooting for fun in this game, and that is why I'm taking the over 61. Yep. I just think that this is going to be one of those, you know, it's it's a it, it's horrible scheduling on the Arizona Bowl part, where when you're when you reach the time of the year where it's Power Five on Power Five. Hey, let's put our Utah State and New Mexico State game on. So I don't I don't know if I agree with their timing. But I just feel like, you know, I, I don't have a great inkling on this one. It's only a one point play for me. So I'm just gonna root for as much fun as possible because in our bowl draft chip, I got this game, so I'm technically responsible for it. So if I'm gonna have to pay attention to it, I want it to be worth my time. So give me the over sixty-one. Barton?
0: Two units, Utah State. I the these are two teams that are basically the same team in the sense that look, they're both six and six. Uh, relatively similar schedules, uh, both yards per play offense, yards per play defense, right in the same range. The one thing that's different about these teams is, one, New Mexico State throws it like they're not a very balanced offense. Utah State's a balanced offense. New Mexico State isn't. They they throw it for significantly more yards than they, than they uh, run it. Uh, Utah State, their strength if they have one thing that stands out about them, it's their pass defense. Um, because of those reasons, I like New- I like Utah State and the points. Uh, Jalen Davis, guy I remember from San Diego Helix High School, cornerback. That's a All American level guy at Utah State. Uh, I think he'll do enough to slow down Jaleel Scott. So give me uh, give me the Aggies, New Mexico State
1: going over the number in road or neutral games 71% of the time, five and two Utah state go went over the number on road or neutral locations. 83% of the time, five and one. I like my combined 10 and three over record between these two teams. And I too will be rooting for fun as it is the last game of the day. I just will – oh, not the last game of the day. We still got USC, Ohio State. We're just going to pick this one next time. But I want the fun to never end. Give me four overtimes. New Mexico State, Utah State, over 61, two-unit play. Woo! Give Full me the Full slate. Full slate. All right, so as I just mentioned, we will be back uh, on Thursday morning. We will be back to record, so be sure you uh, s- subscribe to the feed, refresh the feed around lunchtime on Thursday. That show will start with our USC Ohio State picks and our playoff picks uh, as we make our locks. So we will definitely have selections from every angle for the playoff games, but we will have our units assigned uh, appropriately along with the rest of the action on the 30th, the rest of the New Year's six games, uh, you know, the, the Notre Dame-LSU game that everyone's pining for. And then, once we have our title game set, we will circle back for the final locks of the season. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, talk again soon. All right.
2: See you
0: guys later.